I think if we were probably in normal times, which we're not, of course, I probably would have had the inclination to procrastinate, you know, and that's what a lot of people do, especially when they're being faced with a big project because they're bombarded with so many distractions. But the thing is, I just thought to myself, you know what, Adam, you just got to make a decision. You know, you either do it or you don't do it. And if you do it, you do it properly. Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker and author, Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Hi, Gavin here. Episode 105 of the Business Mastermind Podcast. And today we talk to Adam Strong. Adam is the founder of the Game Changers Summit. Uh, Adam, in a really short period of time, like two to three weeks, came up with this idea of the Game Changers Summit and made it happen. 30 world-class thought leaders, speakers, authors who are in their own right Game Changers. Topics such as finance and health and well-being and marketing and business strategy and uh, property, to name just a few across these 30 diverse speakers. Big names like Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, Sharon Lecter, co-author of the Rich Dad, Poor Dad books, and Dr. John Demartini, amongst others. I'm fortunate enough to be in the lineup of these 30 amazing speakers. So I get together with uh, Adam to talk about his process in pulling this together, some of his key insights and learnings, and you'll be able to find out more. And also, if you're interested in finding out more and getting your free place on the Game Changers Summit, then go to bit.ly forward slash Game Changer Gavin, all lowercase, bit.ly forward slash Game Changer Gavin, all one word. Hello and welcome to the Business Mastermind podcast. Gavin Preston here and today I've got Adam Strong. Adam, welcome. Thanks very much, Gavin. Appreciate the invitation today. Now, um, Adam and I have collaborated, or rather Adam invited me to collaborate on a very special uh, virtual summit called the Game Changer Summit. So I wanted to bring Adam on because he has amassed a 30-strong lineup that spans the Atlantic of some very impressive thought leaders, speakers, authors. And I wanted Adam to come on, not only to share a little bit about his experience of putting together a summit whilst we've been in lockdown and turning it around in an unbelievable time frame, but also what has been Adam's lessons from A, putting it together, but also B, from, you know, 30 plus hours with some of so many leading brains and, and thought leaders. So Adam, welcome to the Business Mastermind podcast. Appreciate it. Thanks very much. Love it. So I guess my first question is, uh, first of all, introduce yourself and explain where the Game Changers Summit came from, you know, the, the whole genesis of the idea. Um, okay. So where did, I, where did my entrepreneurial journey start? Well, I guess it started from the age of 11 for me. And um uh, yeah, so I've been an entrepreneur since the age of 11 and uh, where it all started was my background is that we used to live in West London, uh, me and my mum and my youngest brother. Uh, and we didn't really particularly have a, a large amount of money. We lived off the state and uh, my mum was a single mum at the time. And so when it came to Christmas time, we'd used to 
when it came to Christmas presents, we, me and my brother used to share because there wasn't enough money when it went round. And so one of the things I needed to do is, because we didn't used to get pocket money like a lot of the other kids used to get and all the other things that all the other kids that we didn't get, is I really kind of wanted to find ways in which I could create some extra wealth, but also to help my mum at the same time. So one of the ideas I came up with, Gavin, was essentially we lived on a housing estate called Brookside. Okay. Uh, that's not the one in Liverpool, by the way. Um, <laughs> and essentially what I started to do at weekends uh, on Saturdays and Sundays is I essentially took a bucket with a sponge, okay, and started knocking on people's doors. And what I asked them was I said, hey, would you like your car washed? Okay. So that's where I started. I started knocking on the doors. So they were a mixture of townhouses, uh, flats and apartments, and and just sort of normal semi-detached houses. Yes. And, um, you know, they'd look at me and they'd think, hey, so 11-year-old trying to get, uh, trying to raise a little bit of pocket money. Sure, no worries. You know, and they'd ask me, you know, how much would it cost? You know, five, six pounds. And if I, if I did a really good job, I'd get a tip as well. Great. So I started developing uh, the knack for this. Now, I, I actually quite enjoyed it, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. And that sounded really, uh, sounded really something expensive. very therapeutic about washing a car. It is exactly yeah. very repetitive and th- things like that. Um, so they will provide, you know, like the hose pipe and the water. I already had the shampoo and I already had the sponge and they gave me extra sponges if I needed it kind of thing. Um, now if they wanted me to wax, it would be extra of course, but they generally wanted just to have it washed and, and run over. And so I started developing this business and then my brother started seeing, like I started bringing in some money, gave it a little bit to my mom and kept the rest to myself. And then I said to my brother, Hey, do you want to come and join me on the car wash? So essentially we started doubling the amount of cars that we did on, on the weekends and then we would split it 50, 50. Now, what I should have done really actually is I should have started, should have actually hired more people to get more cars done and expanded. But anyway, that's how I started my entrepreneurial journey. Um, also, I used to be a, a former elite athlete, as you know, Gavin, mm-hmm. uh, used to study and train with Olympic athletes uh, in the form of distance running. So uh, probably not everyone's favorite um, <laughs> event when it came to um, sport, but I used to really love uh, 10 milers and half marathons. Right. So that was kind of my uh, creme de la creme. That was me. Um, and, it was, and I got into running purely, but purely to improve my confidence more than anything else. And um, got coach at a very young age. And uh, essentially what I do is oh, I used to study and train, well, not just train with Olympic athletes, but I, my former training partner was the World and Olympic World Champion, Samo Farah, wow. who is uh, the 5,000 and 10,000 meter champion. Yeah, sure. And you know, what he was I your did, training partner. He was my training partner. So we Amazing. trained together. And what did uh, you learn he, from, um, from a mindset point of view and a philosophy of life and achievement and sport from, from working with Mo? Well, I think it, do, it wasn't just working with Mo that, that I learned from him. It was actually a lot of the success that I learned was actually from my coach. Uh, my first coach was actually a guy called Alex McGee, who is, is, Scottish, uh, but he Alex in his back in his heyday uh, had a lot of success. You right. know, he'd been there, done that, and, and got the T-shirt. He knew how to turn normal people like Joe Bloggs into champions. That's what he did. That was his, should we say, special ingredient. That was his special recipe. And I thought, okay, well, you know, let's give this a try. Let's see how we get on with Alex and and, and things like that. And so me and Mo were essentially at the same level at the time. And um, there were a lot of things that I actually achieved in such a short space of time. 
uh, first of all, was to be able to uh, get super focused. So all of the things that I was doing, especially on the cold training days, on Tuesdays and Thursday evenings, what used to happen is everyone would be at home in their cozy, warm homes, playing their video games or doing their homework, right? In the wintertime, I'd be out in minus temperatures drilling and doing my training. Sure. And there was a cold, muddy field at the back of the running track. There was no lights whatsoever. It was completely pitch black almost. And so as you were running around the field, you knew that you were going over some really boggy lands okay. and you could feel it saturating into your feet and stuff like that. So it was hard training. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? And so that's how I started to develop um, I guess, an appetite for mental toughness as well. So there was mental toughness that I started to develop. So I started to get really tough. I started to get super focused because my goal, and I spoke about this on a show last week, actually, uh, around habits. One of my big habits um, was through repetition, which was to be able to try to beat my time every every time. That was my big driver. That was the reason why I kept on getting the success. So that was another thing, and then, and then the, um, and then the other thing that I learned as well is a, is around getting into the zone. Getting in the zone for me is is super important, especially when it comes to competition. So if you, I don't know if you've ever watched the Olympics, Gavin, uh, because I'm a big sure. fan of the Olympics. But when you look at sprinters as an example, or even if you look at distance runners, right? Okay, you you will see um, athletes that are like looking straight ahead. Yeah, they're looking straight ahead because what they do is they put themselves in the place and they get themselves in the zone, right? Sure. They block out all the distractions and they just focus on being the best because they visualized what it is that they're trying to achieve, right? The athletes that are looking around them, uh, around each other, and they start, what they've done is those types of athletes, they've already lost because what they're doing is they're already comparing themselves to other people. Yeah. They're already thinking, What's this guy thinking? And this mm. is the reason why, this is the reasons why the athletes that are super focused, those are the ones that have already won because in their head, they're already winning the race. So they're so already. How, how do you recreate that on a business project? Get yourself in the zone, keeping that level of super focus? Mm, that's a very good question. In my, for me, it's interesting. So I was, I was on a call last night and similar question. And the question was, with regards to the summit, Adam, how is it that you was able to get something that looks so organized and, and things like that? And, and I was like, for me, if I'm focused on a particular project, I go all in, literally mm-hmm. go all in. Everything else is secondary. Yep. Okay. So everything that I have right now, it's secondary because I've gone all in. Literally, that's it. Whereas I think where a lot of people make mistakes, especially entrepreneurs and business owners, is that they have so much going on. They've got so many distractions going on. And the problem with having so many distractions is you start to, you start to um, um, place energies, okay? You start to place your energy in different places. So and, true. Then, and then what happens is then they complain and say, I didn't get the result. Mm-hmm. You didn't get the result because your energy was over there and over there and over there. And that's mm-hmm. the big problem. Yeah. And that's where, that's, where athlete, that's where athletes are really good at, is that they're really good at getting super focused, getting into the zone, and really kind of understanding 
um, what is the end goal, and then reverse engineer from there. Fantastic. I don't know about you, but my appetite is whetted for the Game Changers Summit. I am privileged to be on the lineup with such amazing people like Dr. John Demartini, Jack Hanfield, Sharon Lecter, Nick Rickson, and also joining friends such as Marianne Page, David Horn, and Kelly Teasdale, all of whom have been on this very podcast themselves. But I'm also going to learn myself. I've gone to, and I encourage you to go to bit.ly forward slash Game Changer Gavin, Game Changer Gavin, that's bit.ly forward slash Game Changer Gavin. Get your name down, your place, free place on the Game Changer Summit. You'll get so much from it. I know I'm going to get so much from it. And I'm sure there'll be more on the lineup that we'll, you'll find as future guests on the Business Mastermind podcast. So go to bit.ly forward slash Game Changer Gavin to secure your free place on the Game Changer Summit. So you pulled together 30 um, thought leaders, 30 um, speakers across the globe uh, for this. So do you want to share some of the names um, that are on the uh, Game Changer Summit? Sure. Um, well, I think some of the big names, really. And, and, and it's interesting because I really had to jump through a lot of hoops to get to the types of people that I wanted to get. But um, for me, some of the big ones, uh, Jack Canfield. Yeah, chicken so soup for ever, the soul. Yeah, chicken soup for the soul. And he wrote forty-two books in that series, actually. Wow. Um, and uh, and in in his in his interview, he actually shares how the chicken for the soup soul series actually came about. How did the whole book? Because it's a very it's a very strange title for a book, chicken soup for the soul. So we we actually talk about that, and it's a fascinating conversation. It really is. Um, so yeah, and and Jack's obviously sold fifty million copies of his book. So any authors or uh, admiring, uh, aspiring authors, um, that's definitely a great interview to listen to. And Jack's also the number one success coach in the US as well. Uh, we've got um, Dr. John D. Martini. So if you've ever listened or read The Secret, uh, and John, I tell you what, that conversation absolutely blew me away. It really did. And he, he is, is phenomenal. He is phenomenal. Twin, he's phenomenal on so many different levels. Um, such a uh, such a fantastic guy. Yeah. I learned so much from that interview as well. And then we've got. Um, and actually, I was just listening. He was doing a live with somebody else in the UK um, uh, recently, and every it, every sentence that John Dr. John D. Martini said is just. Um, what's the right adjective? It, it's just full of uh, blossoming of depth of knowledge. Mm. So you can you, you listen to it once and you think, I think I got that. And you got no, and it's, there's layers of depth to it. To the point I was listening to this uh, live he was doing, it's going, this is outstanding. It's astonishingly mm. good. Yeah. And, and, and the good thing about John is that, see, John is not the type of speaker where you can just go and listen to once. Right. You no, have no. to, you have to continue to listen to it maybe four, five, six times before you really, before it really sinks in. For sure. Because his depth of knowledge is just out of this world. Um, and the so, amount of knowledge and hours that he's put into learning is incredible. Phenomenal. Um, so Jack Canfield, Dr. John yeah, Martini, Chester Elton, who isn't such a familiar face on this end of the pond, but Chester is Canadian born, uh, lives in New York. Um, in the organizational development and employee engagement space, actually, uh, Chester is a five times New York Times bestselling author. Um, has written books such as All In, 
the carrot principle. Um, I don't know what, <laughs> but uh, he 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 loves the uh, he loves the color orange and is a football Fulham football club fan. But is also the number two in the world according to um, uh, what is it? Um, one of the organisations that he uh, Towers Watson, which is really a big organisation, um, number two in organisational development in the world. Great. In terms of expertise. So Chester is an amazing guy, really super fun as well. Uh, Sharon Lecter. Mm-hmm. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. Uh, one of the very first books that actually I read was one of my, one of the most, one of my favorite books was the cash flow quadrant and understanding yeah. the business owner and the investor. Which and she co-authored that, didn't she? She did. Yeah. Along with 14 other titles as well. Um, yeah. So, um, so that was fantastic. She also was a, a on the advisory council for President uh, George W. Bush and uh, President Obama on financial literacy. Oh, wow. um, so that was that was pretty impressive. Um, so you know, and then we've got uh, JP. Everyone knows JP Jean Pierre. Um, he is a great JP guy. Villiers. Yeah, he's a great guy. Uh, fascinating conversations we had around kind of the whole success. And we talked a lot about his um, uh, his accident, how he came back from. Um, you know, his accident. Almost death. It, exactly. You know, it was in intensive care and what he learned from the experience. So he had some really hard hit. It, it was a real, real intensive interview. I think he was quite surprised about how, <laughs> about how the uh, questions that I was firing at him. And then we've got um, uh, Vikas Malkani, uh, uh, and he's from Singapore, uh, talks a lot about uh, uh, wisdom uh, wisdom's a really interesting subject, actually, really, really fascinating. And so, um, Vika's really talks um, on a lot more depth around, you know, how to manifest wisdom and what wisdom means, and how do you translate that and bring it into business. Um, I mean, I've mentioned six. I could carry on and do another thirty if you wish. But seriously, though, uh, fantastic. You mentioned uh, there are things such as uh, property, uh, wealth creation. Uh, business strategy, which is similar to you, uh, you know, there's a whole array of different tools and and uh, and, that you and what can what were some of the key takeaways you took from from the different speakers? Key takeaways, um, things that really struck you. That you thought, wow, I need to go and learn more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's. I think honestly, I really for me this was you know a lot when I was doing the interviews. Not only was I having a lot of fun because mm. that. That for me, if I'm not doing something that's not fun, then I'm not doing it at all. It's as simple as that. Sure. And um, I think some of the key takeaways for me is that you can never stop learning. Mm. You know, now's a great opportunity to skill up. And um, you know, by li- you know, for me, I'm, I'm I I really very much enjoy these types of um, video um, conversations. You know, because you know it, it's fun. This type of thing is fun. And um, I think for me is that, you know, especially when, you know, we, we did, um, what was I going to say? We did the Cape Key Person of Influence uh, yeah, Accelerator sure. course. And one of the things that Daniel Priestley, our mentor, teaches us, which is around the, the pitch, the publish, uh, the, uh, the product, the public, yeah. and the profile, and the yeah, yeah. operation. So there's five steps. And essentially, I was like, okay, interesting. Let's test this model and see if it actually works. So actually... You know, the pitch to me was that I pitched to a sp- speakers. Um, some of the marketing that we're coming out with is just ridiculous. I mean, it's off the charts. And then you've got the publish. So you'll see a lot of my articles and you'll see a lot of blog posts and stuff. Uh, a lot of the speakers are sharing some of the stuff and even uh, sort of making a few changes here and there. 
the email copy as well. And then you've got uh, the productize. So, you know, with our Game Changer Summit, we are, you know, it's free for everybody. You know, it's free for the first 48 hours. And if you want to upgrade, you can, of course. And then, um, then we've got profile, you know, so branding, personal branding is like super important, you know, mm-hmm. so positioning and seeing yourself as a thought leader, along mm-hmm. with big brands such as Jack Canfield position you positions you in a slightly different manner. Mm-hmm. And then partnerships. So we've done a partnership, we've done a collaboration, me and you, yeah. and I've collaborated with 30 other people. But also, um, I'm in talks with Jack and I'm in talks with John and some of the other brands about what can we actually do and from this and then go to the next level. So we're actually Fantastic. developing new programs and new concepts that we're going to do together to Amazing. collaborate in order to serve our to serve our higher purpose. Right. So I'm wondering whether some of the the elite athlete mentality around you came up with the idea. Obviously, all of a sudden we find ourselves in lockdown. And did you have the idea of a did did the virtual summit, the game changer summit, come about as as a result of how can I leverage this opportunity of lockdown and pivot my business? Yes and no. Um, <laughs> I think for me is that you know as soon as as soon as I anticipated that you know, things are going to dramatically change. I needed to be really proactive rather than reactive about it. So, you know, I know that some listeners that may be listening in right now, um, you know, and, and all due respect to each and every business that or entrepreneur that's listening to it, we're all on different journeys. One thing that I've learned is never to rely on anybody else. That includes governments, that includes finance, that includes clients, whatever it might be, is that you take full responsibility. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, and the sooner you realize that, the better you'll react and adapt very quickly. So that's the first thing. Secondly, um, the Game Changer Summit was actually formed off the back of conversations. It was actually form of doing due diligence. Um, it was uh, clients that I was working with that went from thriving businesses into survival mode. And so it was kind of my, my gut instinct was, well, okay, I'm going to help you get you through these tough times. I'll, I'll handhold you or I'll kick you in the butt because there's going to be a lot of mindset stuff that goes along with it, right? Uh, but thirdly, also looking at the current environment because most of us are either in our houses or unless you're like me, of course, got a little bit more freedom in Scandinavia, we won't go there. Um, but that's kind of cool. One thing that I've learned is that there's a lot of stuff going on in the online space. There's a lot of Zooming going on. Uh, there's a lot of uh, networking going on, online networking. Um, but also, uh, there are virtual summits going on. Now, the big problem with virtual summits and things that I've observed the most is that in North America in particular, virtual summits are actually quite popular. So uh, they've really embraced the whole kind of online space before. And so I've got a lot of my connections, some of my connections that have done it particularly well. But then when we come here in Europe, for example, in Europe, summits aren't done so well. And, no. they're, and they're not done well in a, in, in, for a num- on a number of different reasons. Number one is that from research is that the organizer doesn't put their heart and soul into the project because essentially, I mean, this project that we're, you know, the Game Changer Summit, it's humongous. The project is massive. You know, for example, like you mentioned at the beginning, I interviewed 30 people, uh, 30 industry leaders. That's 30 hours straight, you know, 
So that's crazy. Never mind all the organization and uh, conversations you had to even line up those 30 interviews. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, there's a hell of a lot of work that goes in on the back end. And I think yeah. that a lot of people don't really appreciate what kind of goes into all the hard work and effort. Um, so, so that was, so that was, so in Europe, yeah. So there, there was a lot of the organization organizers weren't put their heart and soul into it. There wasn't a particularly a common uh, message or theme around um, a particular summit. And number three is that most summits were extremely disorganized. Hmm. You know, they didn't have the type of organization. And I just thought, hang on a minute, I see opportunity where everyone sees panic. You know, what can I do? What can I do as an entrepreneur and as a business owner that can, that can create impact, number one, and number two, make things better? So that's what I did. I, I basically, my mission now, where it was before, my mission is to really to help serve each and every single one of you guys uh, to the maximum that I can. Phenomenal. And obviously being associated with a project, pulling off a project like this will have massively improved your profile. Well, I hope to think so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope to think so. But, you know, for me, it, for me, it's, it's, not, it's not about me, the project. It's about, you know, what's the results that we can create? What's the transformations that we can create off the back of this project for, the, for our listeners at the end of the day? The listeners are, are our number one you know, they're our number one goal. Were there some themes? Because I know you've got speakers spanning very different kind of topic areas, but related through business or personal development, growth, et cetera. Mm. Um, were there some sort of current threads that were running through around seizing opportunity, around good will come for it, about if you have the positive mindset and you you don't give up? You know, what, were there some key sort of threads or themes that were the strong messages that you felt that uh, the Game Changers Summit delivers? Key messages. I think one of the key message, which from my perspective, you know, really resonated with a lot of speakers um, was that we're all in this together, Mm. you know? So um, that's the first thing. Secondly is collaboration. You know, Mm. we're all collaborating towards one particular goal. One, one, you know, we're on this together type of thing. Uh, Number three, um, my value skill set essentially is coming from a place of, value service you know how can i help you because it's not it's interesting because i was re- i think uh, there was something written about me or um something that i came across anyway but back in the day it was around you know uh, how can i be of service to you but now it's all around giving right so we're in the we're in the arena now of the go giver okay and that's what we're about is giving 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 and you know what? If you want to do business with me, let's have a discussion. I make no promises. That's how it works, you know? So it's really kind of positioning yourself in a way that actually, rather than going from a place of it, now, if you're a business owner or an entrepreneur, um, you know, rather than going to chase the business, right, is that the business starts to chase you because mm. you come from a different place. You position yourself as that industry expert. Um, so um, I suppose, in a way, it's not really. I, I hate the word pivot, by the way. It's one of my pet hates, so I won't use the word pivot, but I guess it's more kind of around um, uh, adaption or adapting to, to the times and, and being proactive, really. Fantastic. Um, what surprised you, you know, from the whole experience of uh, pulling together the Game Changer Summit 
um, you know, what surprised you or, or what's been better than you expected from the whole experience? What surprised me is probably my, <laughs> I guess, uh, I guess the first thing is, is that I'm an extremely ambitious individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, that actually has surprised me twofold because I think if we were probably in normal times, which we're not, of course, um, I probably would have had the inclination uh, to procrastinate. You know, and that's what a lot of people do, especially when they're being faced with a big project because they're bombarded with so many distractions. But the thing is, I just thought to myself, you know what, Adam, you just got to make a decision. You know, you either do it or you don't do it. And if you do it, you do it properly. You know, that's that 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 just makes it that makes complete sense to me. Um, so, yeah, um, what was going to say. So, yeah, that was what surprised you. Um, what has been better than you expected in terms of the whole experience? What's been better? Well, I think that I can certainly say from my perspective, even though a lot of time has gone into it, you know, it's interesting. So uh, Kelly Teasdale, who's a good friend of ours, yes. she, said, she said, it seems like you've, you're super organized, Adam, and you come across super organized. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I like to see myself as fairly organized, but actually when I come up with an idea, I think the difference between myself and a lot of your listeners is that I am a fast action taker. I don't have time to, you know, to procrastinate. I don't have time to think about it. I just do. And, and that's where, I, and for me, I move at the speed of lightning, whereas most people move at the speed of a snail. You know, so I and think, would you say that comes from again your elite uh, sporting uh, background? Yeah, one hundred percent. I there's that's where it's definitely come from is kind of that not just tenacity, I suppose, but it's more around you know if you if you're onto something and you have this passion and you have this energy about you, then you're gonna go you're gonna move fast because you you know you, you've got this full of energy. So you, one thing that I've learned is that you've got to ride the wave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ride the wave at the right time. And if you rave, ride the wave at the right time, then guess what? You're going to surf and you're going to surf for a long time. If you miss the wave, then guess what? There's a, there's a, then you're not, then you're going to have a misalignment. Mm-hmm. And that's where you, the misconnection is going to come. And then it's just not going to have the same or feeling. Even worse, if you uh, call it wrong, the wave dumps on you. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. And, then, and then, and then it all goes peak tall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I think, you know, from my perspective, um, we've had uh, some great results in, in less than a week. Um, and when does it go live? It goes live on Monday, May 11th. And so that's have, the day that this podcast is going to come out, this episode will come out? Absolutely. So Monday, May 11th is when it comes out. And then we have one speaker per day. Great. Uh, now, now the, the reason why I decided to do it that way, so whereas... One of the things that I've learned is with a lot of speaker, uh, with a lot of summits, sorry, is that they tend to space their, pull their speakers on over a two or three day period if it's, a, if it's a large summit. Now, the big problem with that is I don't know if you've ever, um, if, you, if you've ever been in this situation where you've gone along to an event, an all day event or a half day event or whatever it is, and you start getting all this information. And the big problem with information is that it starts to hit you at such a speed that you can't physically digest it, you know? And the big problem with that is then you go away and you, number one, you're exhausted because you're trying, you're trying to digest it in a, such a manner. And then you think to yourself, 
how is this applicable to my business? What can I, what bits and pieces can I nitpick out of this one day or half a day and, and implement it into my business? And the answer is, is that you'd probably only be able to implement less than 5%. So we decided that, okay, that's not going to be a great way. Let's do one speaker, one, uh, one per day. And the speaker is around for around 60 minutes. There's some homework to do, and then you can go off and implement that time uh, in, in your downtime. Great. And you're not, it's not, you know, it's not like being stood in front of that fire hose, then it all being just uh, downloaded on you. Uh, you've got time to process it. And, and also there's a reality that um, an hour, it's certainly through listening to it audibly rather than visually and audibly, um, you could fit in an hour's worth of listening, probably beginning and middle and end of the day, but to actually do sit down three days back to back and listen and watch all day. That, that's a tall order for a lot of people. Yeah, it's like a marathon. And and the big yeah. problem with that is that, you know, your attention span is just sure. so small. We're all very busy people, yeah, yeah. Uh, regardless if we're in the circumstances, if we're stuck at home or, or not. But we're all busy people at the end of the day. Uh, most of us have all got families and, and so forth. So I think, you know, by by listening for an hour and then implementing for an hour, it's a good amount of time to skill up and learn some new skills on a daily basis over a third, over a, you know, and, and then think of it at the end of those 30 days, you're going to have such a wealth of knowledge sure. from such amazing people that you're going to be able to take what you need and essentially implement that. So that when the world does begin to come around to the normal ways, you'll be a lot more ready for what I say, the new world. Fantastic. So um, I'll put a link in at the end of this episode as to uh, how you can access the Game Changers Summit and how and it comes live from um, today, the 11th of May. And the quality of the lineup, as I've already said, is absolutely first class. And the subjects are spanning. You want to just reiterate the, the, the range of sort of topics and subjects that you talk about? Sure. Different- um, so the subjects that we're talking about is uh, empowerment, um, success, uh, we talk about health, uh, we talk about wealth creation, we talk about property, we talk about business strategy, business growth, social media, marketing, branding. <laughs> I could keep going on forever, but Fantastic. you know, those are just some of the some of the subjects. It's like a delicious uh, mouth-watering menu from a le- that you've just laid out there, and everybody will find something uh, to use that analogy for their own taste. So, Absolutely. Adam, thank you so much for your time today. Again, listen out for the link uh, for you to be a part of the Game Changers Summit. Grab yourself a free spot on the Game Changers Summit by going to bit.ly forward slash Game Changer Gavin. That's bit.ly forward slash game changer gavin my name's down the list i know i will learn from every one of those speakers in the lineup i am absolute fans of a number of them and have studied and learnt a lot so far i am friends of another uh, number of them and i am privileged to be a part of this so go to bit.ly forward slash game changer gavin to secure your free place on the game changer summit You've been listening to the Business Mastermind podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms, enjoy more success and create more impact.